Hi, everyone. This hey is folks. Alex. And this is Zach. We want to make one thing very clear uh, to any listeners of this show. Uh, black lives matter. All black lives matter. We stand with you. We stand with the protesters. We love you. We care about you. Stay safe out there and enjoy the show. Rotten cabbages? What kind of slum do you think this is? Hey folks. Hey, how you doing? We're we're a little we're a little late this week. Uh I'm Zach. And I'm Alex. And this is My Cabbages! An Avatar Podcast. Oh my cabbages! Oh wait, is it oh shit, it's Thursday. It's th- it's Thursday, babe, and we're recording. Oh which well. should tell our viewers a whole lot about how uh, deep our backlog pool is. How can there be a cassette of Spaceballs the movie? We're still in the middle of making it. <laughs> it is a grand whopping zero. Yeah. You guys are getting the tea in real, all the tea, all the shade in real time. In real capital T time, baby. When does this happen in the movie? Now. You're looking at now, sir. Everything that happens now is happening now. That's what we're talking about. It's that juicy juice. That good, goody, good, good. Go back to then. When? Now. Now? No. I can't. Why? We missed it. When? Just now. We're here. We got the episode set up. We're at my parents' place because we traveled. We went from our home in Pittsburgh after uh, self-isolating. It's been a while. It's been a minute. And guess what, folks? The fight's not over. This is your public health PSA of the week, and that is wear your mask, wash your hands, and distance yourself. Uh, it's not treat yourself 2020. It's distance yourself, 2020. Just, just because... I'm starting that hashtag, yeah. Just because the president forgot about coronavirus doesn't mean that coronavirus forgot about coronavirus. Yeah, no, it's it's been a... It's been a minute. It's been, it's been a whirlwind, folks. It's been... We haven't had any time to record. It's been constant keep, keeping my mother company and making jokes with my dad and being just an overall awesome son to my parents by, you know, coming here and... Who are letting us kindly stay in their home for free, uh, so... I think what you mean is <laughs> I get to be my my mother's emotional support animal for the next two weeks, and she deserves one, so I'm... I'll I'll do it. Speaking of which, we brought all of our animals with us. We did. And we brought the Doolittle household. And- let you, let, the Doolittle mobile is what we have dubbed my car. 2006 Pontiac Vibe. That's Maria. Same car I've had since high school. Been with me, like, literally my ride or die. And uh, we survived. If, if the episode is out Friday night, then I'm sorry about that. But it probably will be out closer to morning or midday. I hope. We're flying by the seat of our podcast pants, folks. Well, what else has been going on, babe? You went kayaking today. I did go kayaking today. Um, the, so I am a fish. That's another fact about me. And I always grew up around pools. My first job was at our local pool as lifeguard. You know, I've always loved the water. And so one plus of Zach's house has always been the pool. And this year, lo and behold, I get a video Uh from Zach's mother, who I love dearly, of their pool just being torn down in a giant wave of, like, a tsunami just flooding their yard. This video didn't even have a trigger warning. 
So his mother enticed us. Well, there's no pool, but I did order kayaks. So yeah, I mean, this house is beautiful. It's right on the water and it really is a wonderful Chesapeake Bay paradise. Mm. Everyone, listen up. We have some news on the Avatar front, which sounds weird to say. We have news on the Avatar front, which which sounds like last time that they, there was news on the Avatar front, we were going, Extra, extra, read all about it, season four of Legend of Korra. Uh, no, we have some new Avatar news here. A couple of places are reporting this. We don't actually know if it's legit because uh, they uh, use catch-all terms like word is. So take all of this with the biggest grains of salt. The Avatar The Last Airbender Netflix series will be the most expensive series that Netflix has ever produced. That's bigger than House of Cards. Bigger than House of Cards. Bigger than The Crown. Bigger than Marco Polo. Bigger than Altered Carbon. For a little bit of reference, The Witcher cost Netflix $10 million per episode. The Crown cost them $150 million per season. So it's, it's a lot of fucking money. And I'm hopeful I mean, you know, a big budget isn't necessarily a saving grace, but I think that all of the alarm bells that were going off while the other one was in production, the fact that M. Night stumbled upon... Wait, wait, wait. You're breaking the rules of Fight Club. The first rule of Fight Club is, you do not talk about the last airbender. Oh my god, folks. I have to leave We need to take him to Lake Laogai, y'all. He did it. I won't go back. I won't, I won't go back. I won't go back. I won't go back. I'm okay. I'm back, folks. I, I crawl back into the window. Um, anyway, I'll stop talking about things that don't exist and uh, movies that were never made. Forget that. That's the past. Shut it off, Julie. Hey, babe, what do you, what do you say we talk about this episode? You know what? We've been putting it off for <laughs> we have this been, long. We have been putting it off. You know, you know what, Time Lord Iroh? We don't blame you. <laughs> Time Lord Iroh has forsaken his very, very young tradition of breaking down the episodes because of how bad The Great Divide is. You were the one who wanted to observe them. Yes, I thought they'd do something, didn't I? Not just sit there while everyone eats endless cereal. I don't want to say it's a terrible episode because i don't think a terrible episode of avatar I... exists but i don't think it's a it's probably the worst one i guess you could say it's divisive all right we we can put it off no longer okay. i can deny it no longer all right play the fucking episode <laughs> this is the great divide folks So we start this episode with a previously on Avatar, which is really quizzical to me. I'm also like, cause is this a new thing that like Nickelodeon is doing? Like we got one with we got one with the Pol- the Winter episode Solstice, two, the Solstice and part the Winter two. Solstice, yeah. We've got episodes that are genuinely part two. The Great Divide is probably the most standalone episode in the entire show. So why does it have a previous on Avatar? Previously that's, on Avatar. Honestly, that's also the reason why it got played so much and why people hate it is yeah. because it was one of the few episodes that they could play on Nickelodeon you on a like, rerun and you'd be okay. You'd, yeah. You you'd wouldn't be like, who's this guy? What's that person? Who's What's this magic? It, it, it all just, it's all self-contained. It's, it's very puzzling to me because essentially what they're saying is, hey, previously on Avatar, 
All this stuff happened. Look at all this stuff that happened. You see all this stuff that happened? All right, now fucking forget about all that shit and watch this dumb episode. We open up and the gang has gone camping. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, they're they're arguing about who's going to make the s'mores and who's going to hunt the marshmallows. Katara is having a Hermione Granger moment and it's... Sokka, that's not how you put the tent together! <laughs> that's... Sokka, the rain is going to get us all wet. Or worse, expelled. So Katara and Sokka get into sibling, like, petty argument over, you know, oh, is it the dry season? No, but if it rains, well, what if it doesn't rain? It's... You're infuriating! I think Katara, if she could firebend, like, she doesn't have to firebend. Those, that kindling that she was holding onto almost burst into flames. You can see a slight bit of Sokka's toxic masculinity just yeah. peeking through. Ordinarily, you'd be right, but seeing how it's the dry season, you're not. Also, the faces in the scene are great. Sokka makes some great way out there faces. Because that kindling's looking pretty sorry. Queen of the Twigs, lazy bum. Okay, so now we get it. They're doing, oh, it's a microcosm of a macro level issue. Oh, we're starting out an episode called we're- The Great Divide <laughs> with an argument. And literally, there's a divide. There's Aang sitting in the middle, and he's just like, hey, what I miss? At the risk of quoting an ancient meme that will date me incredibly, uh, yo dog. We heard you like divides, so we put a divide in your divide so you can argue while you argue. Sokka had the tent perfectly pitched and then tore it down for no reason. It was completely petty and really childish. And then Aang shows up with all the marshmallows and he's like, all right, we're making s'mores, right? Okay, I get the grub if you guys get the... Hey, where's the campfire? Uh, uh, dang it. Guys, do you know how long it took me to hunt these marshmallows? I had to kill them myself. They're marshmallows. They don't die easy. (laughs) How do you like your marshmallows? I like my marshmallows. I like them cooked to a golden brown and then burnt to a crisp right at the end. Interesting. See. Because if you just burn them right away, they will just be raw in the middle. But if you let them get goopy and then you burn them, they got this crispy outer shell. It's just so good. What about you? Um, I am definitely a very even golden toast. I'm a rotisserie of marshmallow you roaster. You're and a, you have a you, you make yourself a fucking Martha Stewart s'more. Of course I do. <laughs> so Ang comes along and he's just he was like reading his little like toilet seat book of haikus and he's like, Hey Harsh words won't solve problems. Action will. And uh with this little uh, catchphrase, he's just like, well, all right, great. My work here is done. All in a day's work for the Avatar. And then Appa and Momo are having a little paper football match with a melon. And Appa doesn't understand that Momo can't kick or flick the thing because he's little. And Appa What about the giant. flea flicker? Come on. Don't <laughs> you know that play, Momo? So we show up to the Grand Canyon. I could just stare at it forever. Okay. I've seen enough. Yeah, and, yeah Like, yeah. they've been, it's it's almost like you've been, <laughs> you've been going on, like, this entire, like, road trip. Like, Ni- Niagara Falls, I lived in Canada for a year growing up, and every time I went to Niagara Falls, I was just, whoa! And my brother would be like, okay, can we get in the car now? Except for that one time, and my brother was miserable the entire time, and bitched and moaned that his feet hurt, and then it was at the end of the day, we were, like, almost ready to go, and we were walking around the gardens, and he saw a sign, like, duck pond like we're going to this duck pond 
This was the one thing that my brother wanted to do this entire day. So we're going to do it. It took us forever to walk to this fucking pond. And we're like, this better be a pretty big pond. I'm excited to see it. Oh, no. This whole time I was, I've been wondering where the story is going. And I was like, oh, maybe the pond's going to be the Rolls Royce of duck ponds. It, it was a puddle. It was a little puddle. It was a little puddle. Oh, no. And we didn't see any ducks. <laughs> and my brother just bawled when we got there. <laughs> and we will never, ever, ever let my brother live that down. And forever now my family is like, hey, guys, want to go see that duck pond? <laughs> like, whenever. Oh, no. like, hey, guys, want to go see this? And I'm like, I don't know. I don't, I don't think it can be better than that duck pond. I went to a duck pond, but all I got was tetanus so robin from teen titans shows up all of a sudden hey if you're looking for the canyon guide i was here first so robin shows up and he's pointing his finger at the gang and he's like i'm here to get this 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 guide they're like whoa what are you talking about he's like it's he's a life coach he helps out people that are going through some stuff and i'm here because i'm going through some stuff Believe me, he's more than a tour guide. And they're like, life coach, that sounds really great. I I, I could use, Ang could use a life coach. You know? Ang's like, yeah, I'm really wondering how to grow my following on social media. Katara just, Hermione explains to this man that he is a refugee. For no other reason than, so the audience knows, he's a refugee. Huh, tell me something I don't know. So the Zhangs show up. The Zhangs, we see the Zhangs showing up. And this guy who has been relatively standoffish to the gang for since he's been introduced. I was here first. Yeah, he is just he is from jump, just argumentative. And he's kind of a, a prissy douchebag. Calm down. We know you're next. It's like when they when when you're when you when you have a conversation with a stranger and you're like, oh, all right. Well, cool. We can we can talk. We can chat. And then five minutes later. Like, they spew some crazy racist shit. The Zhang tribe, a bunch of low-life thieves. They've been the enemies of my tribe for a hundred years. <laughs> okay, hot. my hot take of the episode, uh, Ganjins are Eagleton and Zhangs are from Pawnee. Oh my god, that's so good. Yep. Sometimes when I rant about Eagleton, I forget to breathe and I pass out. That's going to be the lens that I look at this entire episode. Oh my god, you just made this episode watchable to me. Thank you. So this Eagletonian is trying to tell these Pawnee folk, these simple Pawnee folk, that he was... he These Pawneeans, that he was here first. And they're not... They're rude, shitty, horrible. It doesn't matter. It's not great. it's, It's not a good look. To the point where the gang should instantly be like, oh, this guy sucks. We should just leave. <laughs> this, this is not going to get better. No, actually, uh, if this were a real world situation, uh, uh, sorry, Eagleton, y'all don't get a seat at the table yet. You have to have your entire party here until you can be seated. Doesn't matter if you both had a reservation. The Zhangs are going to get to go across yeah. because all of their people are here. That is my biggest. I I can go on. I can go on and on about all my different restaurant peeves. Uh, in another life, I was also I worked in restaurants for for ten years in, throughout college. And y'all, just do a favor and treat your re- retail staff and essential workers with respect. Like tip them well. Yes. Don't be stingy on the tips. And if you're not gonna tip, then you don't have enough money to go out and splurge. Um, tip your tip your people. It's so important. It's so much more important now than it was 
a few months ago, but it's always been important. Whenever people would show up when I was a hostess, they'd be like, oh, um, you know what? My party is on their way. They're going to be here in five minutes. Can you can you be seated? No, unfortunately, you know what? Like, I will put your name here, but I can't see it till anyone's, everyone's here. Well, there, there's no one in the restaurant. Why can't you see me? I'm sorry. That's just our policy. And like, that's that's the deal. <laughs> um, it's like talking to a brick wall. Yeah. I can't guide people who aren't here. So this dope ass lady steps up and starts talking back to, to Robin. And it's at this point, this lady, totally female Ron Swanson. That's who, she, that's who she is. Yep. So Ron she's, Swanson. She's, she's Ronja Swanson. Yeah, so they, uh, this is the other thing I wanted to mention, is they they don't do a very good job arguing. The argument, I don't think, goes how Ronja Swanson wants it to go. They start arguing, and Robin starts spitting at them. You're all dirty, and you smell, and you're dumb and lame. So unorganized and ill-prepared for a journey. <laughs> you know, he's not being creative, but he is being very mean and very, like, prejudiced. And uh, and Ronja Swanson is is trying to clap back, but all of the things that she is spitting at this guy are strangely like compliments. She's like, "What's wrong with your? Where are your, all your people? Are they like taking time, making sure that their possessions are well taken care of and packed so that they don't break later? Where are the rest of the Ganjin? Still tidying up their campsite? Taking care of their campsite so they." prevent forest fires that's right they they listen to appa she's like well, you you stupid ganjins you're always you know showering and like staying healthy well maybe you, you wouldn't live so long if you if you stopped being so so good at staying alive <laughs> she's just is she's trying to find bad things to say about them and they're there they should like there's plenty of bad things to say about the ganjin we'll get into it later but uh, no, she's, she's just giving him compliments. She's like, well, maybe if you weren't so virulent and healthy and powerful, then, then you wouldn't be such awesome badasses. Damn it, I'm bad at this. The earthbending master is like, I'm, I'm sorry, bro. We, uh, we cannot see a 20 top with just you. <laughs> like Alex said, we can't do it. So they're about to head out mm-hmm. and they're like, sorry, you snooze, you lose, bro. And Robin has this eye twitch, like he's about to have a brain aneurysm. <laughs> and uh, how dare they? And they're like, "Wait, wait! They're coming! They're here!" And they show up, and they're all, you know, prim and proper. And I actually really like their their outfits and the the music here, clearly setting like you know a tone. But speaking of music, I I gotta just say the Canyon Guide theme, it's fire. Sorry about the wait, youngsters. Who's ready to cross this here canyon? The gang is looking back and forth at this <laughs> Mario tennis match. Yeah, they're, and... like, they're like doing a they're doing a, a cat with a laser pointer. <laughs> and eventually, Katar's, hey, Aang, you, you gonna jump in here? You know, roll that diplomacy check. And she's, she's like, you you helped us solve a petty little five minute uh, disagreement about uh, tents and and water things and Eng is rightly saying i don't have enough ranks in diplomacy katara to successfully convince a tri two tribes that have been at each other's throats for a hundred years it's like yeah. katara 
hold my beer. Everyone, listen up. This is the Avatar. Katara, <laughs> Katara just busts in. She's like, she's like, hey, bridge guy, don't you think? I mean, don't you think you should? Come on, just do it. It's just so fucking hard to like any of these people. <laughs> They're all so unlikable. The most likable part of any of these people is Ronja Swanson's badass shoulder fur. I like the shoulder fur and how it has, like, the animal head on it. With those weird eyes. I like it. It's weird and cool. Aang just... Aang's, like, finally, like, fine! We're all going down together and I'll be here. We'll fly your sick and elderly across. Does that seem fair? They, They don't even say anything. They just close their eyes and bow their heads like, that's all it... Come on, y'all. That canyon is fucking huge. There is no way they're going to be able to rock across the thing in an entire day. Yeah. It, like, it takes them two days, but it really should take them, like, a week. I think this guy's running a really good fucking hustle. Something, something tells me that on, on a normal trip, when they don't steal food, and they're not, like, separated by a canyon wall, that uh, he busts out, like, a food cart. And he's like, all right. Now you gotta pay for food. I wonder Ha-ha. if he's related to the cabbage guy. Someone spread the rumor that you can't get across this canyon without this guide. Someone, some, they heard that from someone. I think, and I think it's this guy. He found this canyon. He went down in there. He's like, oh shit, there's a bunch of bugs and stuff. And he's like, fuck, I could charge money to get people across this thing. And I could charge them even more money if they think they can't get across without it. Or what if he also, like, let loose, let the bugs loose in the canyon. <laughs> the, the bugs are an invasive species. He actually, that was he... his old job. He looks like he's coming from, I mean, I know like the Earth Kingdom, they all have similar dress, but he looks like he was in Omashu at some point. Mm-hmm. He actually looks like he might have been an uh, extended or family member of Pippapadapscopolis. Pipple, pipple, dipple, toil and triple. <laughs> pipple, paddle, apscopolis. Pippin, battle, apscopolis. Or the hat and the the straw hat. He could be Pippin Petalopsicopolis' brother. He could. Like, stole a bunch of all of these bugs, and now (laughs) he's, like, running this gig at this canyon. He's breeding them down in the canyon. I feel like that's a really really poor thought-out part of the plan. Like, oh, let's just send Appa across this uh, giant canyon. He'll know where to go. Like, all right, Appa, take him to the other side and then wait for us. And then he, like, slaps Appa on the butt. And then because Appa's a wild fucking animal, he just goes and finds a watering hole somewhere and fucks off and never makes it across. At first, he's like Ranger Rick here, Mm -hmm. telling us about the history of this beautiful canyon. And over here, folks, you will see the Grand Canyon. And then he gets really, really weird with it. Experts tell us this canyon was most likely carved into the ground by Earth spirits who were angry at local farmers for not offering them a proper sacrifice. Now it's the Old Testament. Because you didn't give us enough blood sacrifices, (laughs) like the farmers, well, your crops will shrivel and die. So the canyon guide uh, is like, everybody stand back. And then he breaks apart the bridge that... uh, they use to cross and ang's like why why did you do that and he's like people think they need a earthbender to make it across this place i gotta make good on that promise like yeah you gotta keep that business front upright like like what is this really a cover business for he is 
absolutely transporting hardcore drugs across the canyon. Yes, he is. That's why he's got these giant bugs. So this giant fucking, like, alien bug creature attacks. It's by far the weirdest creature we've seen on this show so far. We're used to... The Bugalos. Right. Yeah, they're basically the Bugalos, right, from Futurama. We're used to, like, elk mooses and bear dogs and, you know, cute, fuzzy stuff like that. This is... They're fuzzy, but uh, they ain't cute, folks. Sokka rolls high on that boomerang. Hey, that's two episodes in a row. That boomerang has come in handy, y'all. Looks like Katara finally learned water whip, yeah, too. Yeah, Katara has mastered that water whip, yo. It's cool to see that come back. My water whip brings all the boys to the yard. I feel this is the start of a Pokemon battle. <laughs> Katara, use water, water whip. whip. It's not very effective. Eng, <laughs> use Gus. Also, not effective. Aang uses Whirlwind. Super effective. <laughs> Aang kind of looks like he could fit into, he could be like a stock Pokemon trainer in like a Pokemon game. He'd be like, he'd be like, Monk Trainer wants to fight. Oh, he'd be one of the fucking Pokemon. This happens in Pokemon the, all the he's time. He's a Poke fan. No, this happens in Pokemon all the time. You'll walk up to a person in Pokemon and it is clearly a person that you can battle. But this person will walk up to you and like a psychopath, they will say some shit that has fuck all to do with battling Pokemon. You'll walk up to this person and they'll be like, wow, it's a great day for a bike ride, isn't it? Watcha. Yeah, it turns out the earth, the earth. yeeted by this <laughs> bugalo. It turns out he's not actually hurt. He just, he like, he slips the bugalo a 50 before, like, before it throws him. So yeah, he's really injured. He can't really go on. And Aang's like, oh shit. We're trapped in this canyon. If only I had some kind of flying animal. That could shuttle us over. Right. <laughs> One at a time. It sure is convenient that this that this canyon has, like, a line, uh, like, a, like a divider wall. Like, the canyon is built like one of those, like, tunnels of love with the anonymous divider wall. It's almost as if it's... <clears throat> A great divide. <laughs> uh, you keep expecting the Zhao's to like pop up over the God. over the cliff and be like, "Who am I paired with? Who am I going to go into the tunnel of love with?" Okay, we 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 get it. We get it, Nickelodeon. We get it. It's it's a euphemism. Yeah, so, it's a metaphor. Mm-hmm. That's oh, there's conflict and so they argue and. We- they argue a lot. That's the, this whole episode. Yeah. We, we could go into detail about how they argue, but it's, they're just being shitty to each other, and that's really the... The key takeaway here, that Canyon Guy is tweaking. Dude, Canyon Guy is off his shit right He's now. He's like, we need to get out of this canyon. I won't die down here. I won't become part of the food chain. The, the mission has gone really bad. He's never, like, normally he can make it through this thing in a yeah. day. Yeah. Like, make a ton of money and then, like, peace out. This was actually his last run before retiring. Honestly, his hand, his arms are broken. He's losing blood. He's probably going into shock. Yeah. <laughs> Aang's, Aang's like, all right, so here's the plan. Sokka, Katara, you go to either side and fix their racism. Okay, thanks, bye. <laughs> you just fucking... It's like, I'm not gonna mediate any of this. I'm just gonna stand on the cliff. I don't know what he's expecting to do just to stand up there like it's some great social experiment. <laughs> 
confirmation bias. Uh, so so we get uh we get a little back and forth, and it's one of several back and forths that we're gonna get this episode. Sokka's like, "Why did you put the rain tarp?" And she's like, "Oh, it's because it's not it's not it's not gonna rain." And he's like, "I know exactly. Uh, thank you." And then Katara is on the other side, and they all have their rain tarps up. And by the way, the rain tarps—they're not just draped over the tent like I thought they'd be. They're like entirely self-standing structures yeah. over top of the tents, which don't make any sense to me. I'm back on Sokka's side here. I don't get it at all. So we're with—we're on the Eagleton side. We are on the, the Eagleton side. Yeah, I keep forgetting. And to of to course, that. everything is you know prim and proper all the tents are like perfectly manicured everyone's got a fake little lawn out in front now they're all eating from their perfect bowls of of rice with their chopsticks and uh katara's like whoa wait i so it was you guys who had food oh come now you really think that tribe of thieves isn't smuggling food this old man he's he pulls this fucking chicken bone out of his sleeve which raises a whole lot of questions to me how long has that do they build been their, in there? Do they build? Yeah. First of all, how long has that been there? Second of all, is he keeping it cold somehow? That thing is going to be rank by the time. Yeah, that's uh, what I mean. Like, it, there's definitely nothing that they're doing to. And so, like, is what I want to know is: is there a hidden shitty uh, canyon pouch in their in their wardrobe? The dishonest food canyon pouch. Hi, I'm Billy Mays here, and I'm here with a brand new product. It's so great. You ever find yourself crossing a canyon and you can't get across without giving up all your food because you get attacked by predators? Introducing the canyon sleeve. A secret sleeve inside your sleeve to keep gross food that is almost certainly gone bad. You're topping like the sham wow guy instead of Billy Bates. I'm slap chopping them together. (laughs) Guitar learns an important lesson here, by the way. And that lesson is uh, one that I... I don't think the show is necessarily trying to promote, but what she says is, well... I guess it's okay if everyone's doing it. Which, no. <laughs> I guess everyone's Katara doing it. Katara is just, you know, she's she's doing it. She's like, she's doing it. She's having her rum springa. <laughs> Both tribes are making very rampant assumptions about the other tribes. They thought that they they thought that we would bring food in. or we, we thought that they thought that we would bring food in, so... That's why we brought food. And Sokka's stuff in his face. Like, well, all right, great. I was hungry. So this is a win-win for me. Sokka is like... This is way better than shield, Seal Jerky. The, the, it is all lost on Sokka. All, everything here is lost on Sokka. He is just happy to have food in his belly, which is completely consistent with his I will, bare essentials mentality. I will say, though, that when... Ronish Swanson is recounting or immediately offers food to Sokka. She's like, I know what you probably think of us. She starts off with like the, (laughs) she almost expects Sokka to be like, I can't believe you guys brought food, but he doesn't. He just doesn't give a fuck. And so she almost tries to instigate it for some reason. I don't know why she does this. That is kind of, yeah. She's like, She's like, I bet you're wondering why we're such terrible people. And Sokka's like, no. Actually, no, nope, I'm not. <laughs> nope, I'm just eating this chicken. And she's like, well, let me tell you why they think we're terrible people. And Sokka's like, I didn't ask. No, but I'm sorry. Did did, I'm, did, did, did somebody ask? I'm, I want to know. Hello? So we get this goofy story about two people whose names are reversed. It's Ron Jeremy and Jeremy Ron. And... 
they tell this story. God, I'm just so annoyed by how this this episode just has complete lack of any subtlety at all. This one is just, it's like, we get it. We get it. They don't like each other. Because of some dumb thing that happened a long time ago. It's not because of injustice. It's not because of a feud that caused a war. It's it's not because of extreme loss of life. It's just some dumb story about a ball and these two guys that I guess he wanted to bring it from one post to the other because sunsetting. I don't care enough to recount it. Let's keep watching. Does it? Does Aang ever explain why he, he self isolates himself? It's because he's got that. He's got that Corona cough. He's got to be. He's got to be well away from the campfires. Like it doesn't. You're right. It doesn't make any. It fucking makes sense. no sense. Like you're not observing. You're like. Sure would be nice to be around one of those campfires, telling stories and laughing. No, no, nothing's stopping you. I'm sure yeah. if you went, like, they would be like, yo, hey, Avatar, what's up? Yeah, he could just go to each tent. Why doesn't he just go to each campfire and, like, spend, like, an hour at each one? He's, he's sitting there. It's like, hey, Aang, you're not writing your fucking PhD dissertation, okay? You're, you're trying to get people to stop fighting. This old man just comes out of nowhere and is like, oh, sucks to be impartial, isn't it? And... He's got one arm in a sling and the other in a splint. He just lays down and I'm, how are you, dude, you need a life alert. Yeah. You fall in it, you can't get up. Right. And I don't think a 12 year old, even if you're the avatar, is going to have an easy time getting uh, his uncle Pippa Paddleopsilocopolis. <laughs> yeah, he shows up and Aang's like, man, I just can't seem to get these people to get along. It's like Aang. You haven't spent any time with them. You've been on the top of this rock. I'll just solve the problem by uh, being impartial. And then he sits back and wonders like, geez, I wonder why nothing's better. Yeah. They ambushed Jinwei and stole the sacred orb. What are you talking about? Yeah, Katara, what are you talking about? Wei Jin didn't steal the orb. He was returning it to their village gate and was wrongfully punished by the Gan Jin. We get it, guys. Hey, if, in case you didn't know, they don't like each other. It's because they fought. And it's because oh, it, is, it turns out when you get only one side of a story, it's easy for there to be bias. This is just, it's I'm dead. cramming it down your throat and you're already choking and it's like, God, please stop it. We get it. It's, <laughs> it's a metaphor. It, it, there's an episode of CSI where they find a diver that has drowned in the middle of the desert. His lungs and his entire body is full of water. That water is the message of this episode, and I am that diver. I am dead. This episode has killed me. As they approach the wall of the canyon, we get our prestige moment from our earlier moment when Aang busts out his little Reader's Digest, like, haiku. How many times do I have to say it? Harsh words won't solve problems. Action will. So he says this, and he goes, all right, there you go. I said the thing. It's fixed now, right? I fixed it. I fixed it. I did it. It sounds just like a really bad fortune yeah, from a right. fortune cookie. <laughs> it absolutely does. Did you ever it. do the thing with fortune cookies where you always used to end it with dot 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 in bed? Oh, I love that. Harsh words won't solve problems. Action will. In, in bed. bed. <laughs> and they're like, yes, actions. Actions of my sword in, in your face. We're going to kill each other now. Great, great job, Aang. You have inspired two feuding villi- two fe- two feuding tribes to go to war. So they fight and they give each other bad hair days. 
Brown is hell. Can you guys tell we're having a great time watching this episode? We're having a great fucking time watching this episode. It could it could also be because it's late and we're tired, but God, this is a slog to get through. I'm so I was so tempted, like three, four or five minutes ago in the episode, to be like, we should just pull Time Lord Iron and bail and start extra and start experience points. Finally, they fight to the death, and or they're attempting, uh, or they've started fighting. Yeah, Aang separates them. They Aang separates them. Then the food falls to the ground, and Aang's like, "How terrible! You all suck. You're the worst." So hungry. Is that egg custard in that tart? Honestly, this is gonna be the one good thing of this episode yep. that I forgot. We learn subsequently Aang's love for egg. Cu- custards and tarts and you know what babish you may already have attempted this but um folks that's gonna be i think uh my next next endeavor this weekend is avatar dish we'll make is gonna be probably egg custard it's the bugalo show up and we're like we're gonna attack now and then and then and then they do ang's uh food porn scene is interrupted by the by the bugalos. Yeah, they show up and they're like, we want that egg tart. It's ours. Katara and Sokka, they they mend things real fast. Holy shit, Morty! And Summer! We, we work together! That's that's our arc! We went from siblings to invisible to working together. It's not Citizen Kane, but why compete with whatever's going on here, you know? Katara's just like, this feud is stupid. We don't even know these people. We should have left them al- alone and flown over the cabin or the canyon. And saved Zach and Alex two hours of recording time. <laughs> and Sokka's like, yeah, I don't actually care if, if all of them die. They just point. fed me. Yeah, we, I just wanted their food. So we get a, actually, you know, there's finally some action in this episode. And we get... We, we woke up like, oh! I think we have the third episode, third rule of our podcast. Rule one, bend air. Rule two, don't not bend air. Rule three, when rules one and two do not work, ride. Ang pulls off... Yet another inc- insane ride check. Then forgets that not everyone dumped all their stats into ride to be silly and ride all the animals. And he's like, here, everyone just do what I do. And he does this amazing, crazy gymnastics routine. I'm surprised half of the fucking villagers don't die in this scene. <laughs> and- because they can totally vertically, they all become Spider-Man. Right. And they can just hang on to the backs of uh, giant bugs while they ride up, like... A vertical 90 degree wall. Ang, you're expecting an awful lot from these angry, feuding, useless villagers. You think that they are all suddenly bull riding champions. And they are. It turns out they all are. They're all great at it. It all, it just, it just, it works great. We Everyone rolled a nat 20 on their ride checks. All of them. And we learn that the, the trick to unity is riding bug things <laughs> magically there are enough bugalos for everyone to get their own bugalo or <laughs> yeah. like you know there might be two on the backs of each but what, what if they just didn't have enough bags what if they like what the, if the other bugalos just decided not to follow ang's bugalo how did ang know that they were gonna follow his how, bugalo? how did he know that the, his bugalo was the leader bugalo this ending makes no fucking sense at all and nope. folks it's just getting started. There's nothing ridiculous about all of these uh, villagers able to ride on the backs of these bugs who magically just scale these walls. But also, uh, this this guide who couldn't earthbend because his arms were broken 
that well turns out they're not broken off it might just be a bad sprain because she can hold on to these reins no problem and i want to see the fucking scene where this guy this absolute fucking unit of a dude just what grabs the bag in his teeth and just like just how did how did he do it we might see it in the background if you rewind but i just don't care enough So then they get up top and they're like, man, you're good at fighting. Man, you're good at getting out of scraps. And then they're like, no, we're still going to kill each other anyway. And he's like, oh, man. It turns out you you can't rewrite history. And then he's like, now Aang says, Katara, hold my beer. (laughs) I was there 100 years ago on the day you're talking about. Jin Wei and Wei Jin weren't enemies. They were brothers. Twins, in fact. And they were eight. And most importantly, they were just playing a game. Why did hate? So I guess Haybai is now a referee in his spare time because as Aang is recounting this crazy uh, story he's making uh, about this this game the, and the stepping history. out of bounds. Uh, I think you mean the history that he is recounting. That's right, one hundred percent accurate. I mean, Aang was there. Haybai was there. Uh, Bai Hay was there. <laughs> Hey, by his brother. Aang spits the craziest bullshit I've ever heard in my entire life. These people have this deep-seated legend about these people carrying this sacred orb across the plains. And Aang shows up and he's like, Hey, you know that legend that y'all have so much deep reverence and respect for? Well, it was two fucking toddlers playing a game. Eat my shit. Get the fuck out of here. I'm a fucking avatar. I don't give a shit at all. Boom. I'm, I, I'm surprised... That these villagers aren't like, how fucking dare you? Let's kill these this douchebag. That's some luck you knew Jin Wei and Wei Jin. You could call it luck, or you could call it lying. No, you you could Ang, but so no, yeah. that 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 that's what it, you called it. What it is, so it's yeah. a lie. So it's yeah. not. You can call it like, or you could call it. You should call it because you lied. So, and we learn the two greatest lessons of this episode, which are. Uh, a bad thing is okay as long as everyone is doing it. And, uh... Lying is okay <laughs> if, and if, uh, if, it, if it brings people together. If two groups of people are fighting and there's no solution, the actual solution is to lie to both of them. And at the same time, gaslight them about their own culture's history. <laughs> Alright, babe. It's time for some quick, quick old experience points. Uncle, do you realize what this means? I won't get to finish my game. Shouldn't there be a board or some pieces or something to jangle? I won Dungeons and Dragons, and it was advanced. Evil? Or maybe chaotic neutral? The Demogorgon! <laughs> We're deep shit. You've been shot by an arrow. Ow! Well, there'd be penalties to her experience if she acted out of alignment. Uh, well, I hate to break it to you, babe, but mine's gonna be pretty short. Yeah. It's the whole episode. There's, there is no, there are so no redemption. Your, your crit fail. Uh, there is no redemption here. My crit fail is the whole, the whole episode is a crit one. It is a critical failure. Uh, and if anything, <laughs> waste of time. If anything, your crit success is the fact that we get to watch the storm next. Uh, my crit fail is also the episode. We got a double jeopardy on that one. My crit success is. The rest of the villagers, for somehow impossibly following Aang's ridiculous, like, troom troom instructions on how to. Oh my god! 
My friend is not being very nice. I want to get back at them. So I'll throw a giant man-eating bug at them. Take the bug. Put a bag over the bug's mouth. Then ride the bug up the cliff and out. Now you're riding on bugs. <laughs> Alright, that's it. I, that's all. I can't talk about this episode anymore. My head hurts. Uh, conflict is... Born of lots of complicated issues. Sometimes it's misunderstandings. Sometimes it's uh, war. Sometimes it's deep-seated history between two people. And sometimes it's a lie about two fucking toddlers and a stupid ball game. Next time, it's the storm. We shouldn't read a, we shouldn't read a recap for this one. It's no, so- this is the best episode. And honestly, we slogged through this whole shit. Just to this bring you... Calm- the literal calm before the storm, except there was nothing calm about this. Was no. this was this the shit? The, this listen. was the shit. The shit storm before the storm. This is the this is this is the qualm before the storm. Episode title. <laughs> we love you all. See you next week. Goodbye. Bye. I won't die down here. <laughs>